0: It's hotter than Hades outside Nashville, but it's cool breezes inside the Music City Center Hall as we're in Tennessee for the tokenizing health conference. Today, we are going to welcome three guests to the stage to discuss how a platform, an investor, and an end project are all working towards the goal of making healthcare and blockchain work for everyone. We've got the latest news from the crypto and blockchain world, and we'll invite audience members on stage to hit us with their crypto pitch. The hitch is they'll only have 30 seconds to wow us. Wondering what you've got yourself into? It's okay. Since we're at a healthcare conference, it's likely we've got a doctor or two standing by in case you erupt into hysterical fits of laughter or a coma. Just relax and enjoy the ride as we welcome you to episode number 179 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. And welcome to the Bad Crypto Podcast, the show for the crypto-curious, the crypto-serious, and in the case of Travis Wright and myself... The crypto ridiculous.
1: That is true. Sometimes hilarious. Not always. Not always. Sometimes Not always, people like
0: sometimes they groan. That's true. We'd like to call ourselves the blockchain blockheads. The crypto clowns. Yes. Somebody has to do it. We do.
1: And so that's what we're all about. Trying to help the masses understand this whole crypto space. Because it's it's confusing for a lot of people. But once you understand blockchain, then the whole world just sort of this whole space just sort of unlocks. And so that's what our whole journey has been: is teaching people about the cryptos and about blockchain and the technology. Joel's a futurist. As I said, I'm a marketing technologist. And so, like, this emerging tech space is very interesting to us. And we looked at all this different stuff that's coming, and blockchain was the one that that really hit us upside the head.
0: I'm a futurist. Travis is a pastist.
1: That's true. I'd really like to go back to 2009 and buy some Bitcoin, super cheap prices. (laughs) I will sell them to you for half price.
0: Let's talk. uh, Give kudos to our sponsors for this episode.
1: Yes. First sponsor is GoChain. GoChain is a scalable, high performance, low cost, and decentralized cryptocurrency and blockchain that supports smart contracts and distributed applications. GoChain uses a proof of reputation consensus model that depends on the reputation of its participants to keep the network secure. It's 100% ETH compatibility, allows any current projects to lift and shift over to GoChain with zero code changes to be 10 times more decentralized, 100 times faster, and 1,000 times greener. So it's so green. It's so green. Yeah, you do not using a lot of energy there. The GoChain mainnet is live at 1,300 transactions per second and ready for deployment
0: right now. It's funny. It says 1,300 TPS. I'm like, did, did, is that a TPS report? Yeah, yeah,
1: 1,300. them you got to fill out by the end of the day, that'd did, be great. Did you get the did memo? Come in on Saturday. That'd be great. Did you get
0: the memo? Yeah. yeah. Our other yeah. sponsor uh, for this episode is Solister, which looks like so last but it's so first, or Solister, uh, new healthcare blockchains and dApps are introduced routinely. We know because we see them all the time. They have their own proprietary functions and data. But till now, there's not been a common language for these dApps to communicate. Guess what? Solister is in town. They've actually they've been on the show. We've had uh, Stuart. Lackey on the show uh, before Stuart's to talk. Here Stuart is right he is, is right there here. There. Of course, he's here he representing. Um, they are a blockchain development platform focused on interoperability. Say that ten times fast. That is a tough word. Nailed it the first time. Good job um, for healthcare DApps using smart contracts on the GoChain network. Ah, see the the synergy. Oh. There's synergy going on here. Uh, Solaster's Go70 is a blockchain standard modeled after the HL7FHIR framework. I don't know what that stands for. I heard so, womp, womp, womp. Was yeah, it's a framework. But it's designed <laughs> to improve innovation on behalf of patients, providers, and other key data participants across the healthcare ecosystem. So these guys are on it. They want to help consumers, third party entities, um, and, and providers, so they can purchase, sell, and seamlessly exchange health data on one unified, interoperable standard. Right, Again, the with the big word. standard. Very right nice. I did the big word thing. You did. There was all kinds of big words <sighs> in there. That was flawless. The the exception that I'm involved and I am flawed. That's good. Let's talk a little bit about what's happening in the news, shall we? You came across this tweet from Philip Nunn, who was a guest.
1: Yeah, he was a guest on our show a couple weeks ago. So listen to this. If you want to talk about the adoption of crypto, here's what's happening Um, on a daily basis. Every 24 hours in the year 2014, $15 million a day was being transacted in crypto. $15 million every 24 hours. 2014, 2015, that went up 3x to $42 million a day. Every 24 hours, $42 million was traded in crypto. 2016, it bumped up 5x to $209 million a day was being transacted in crypto. 2017, $2.2 billion every single day. $2.2 billion. Billion. So that went up 10x. And guess what? 2018, right now, even though the markets are down.
0: Yeah, take a guess.
1: Anybody got a guess? Yeah, guess. How, how much is it now,
0: you think, per day?
1: Last year, two, uh, 2017, it was $2.2 billion. Anybody want to give a guess? Those of you listening at
0: home, raise your hand. Five? 30. Let's average that.
1: No, $18.4 billion a day is being traded in crypto. That is crazy. And so the adoption has taken off. More and more money is being put into crypto every day. Even though the prices and the market's a little bit down, the adoption is growing So is crypto a fad? Is blockchain and cryptocurrency a fad?
0: Uh, I I don't think so. Neither does Charlie Lee, uh, the inventor of Litecoin. He says the crypto bear markets are a, quote, good time to get stuff done. (laughs) I think all the times are a good time to get stuff done. But he's not focusing on the the price or the speculation. He's saying, let's keep moving it forward.
1: Let's keep moving it forward because I sold all the Litecoin. He sold all of his Litecoin at the all-time high price. And I think he's doing pretty good now. So he's like, now's a good time to get stuff done because I don't even, you know. Mm-hmm.
0: He says, count my money. In the long term, price tells us the success of cryptocurrencies, but short term, it doesn't really tell us much. For example, this year there's been so much adoption in Bitcoin and Litecoin, but their price has dropped 60, 70%. Wah, wah. It's because it's so volatile. It's all about speculation these days. But in the future, the price will reflect the success of the currencies.
1: Mm-hmm. So it's hard to predict what the or when the bear market's going to turn or what the price is going to be like in the next over the course of the next seven years. But there's been a ridiculous amount of positive momentum, and um, this is great. So it's a it's a good time to sort of reflect. Uh, I always say, well, what, what is the what is the quote by Warren Buffett is. Uh, be greedy when others are fearful and be fearful when others are greedy. Well, this is a time where there's the down market. And so there's a lot of really, really great cryptos out there that are at super ridiculously low prices. That uh, So if you are an investor, time to maybe do some research on some of this stuff. But
0: we are not financial advisors. That is true. We are not. We are not medical advisors. <laughs> We're not healthcare professionals either. We're barely podcast advisors. We're barely <laughs> podcasters. That's true.
1: Well, we've been putting <laughs> out a lot of podcasts. We have done
0: it? a lot of podcasts. Take
1: it till we make it.
0: One of the reasons, of course, that we could be in a bear market is because we're awaiting regulation. And it's interesting that behind the scenes we have the uh, the North American Securities Administrators Association that has been working on Operation Crypto Sweep. And they've announced that there are now over two hundred investigations taking place of ICOs and crypto related investment products.
1: Yeah. the North I hope American American Secur- not bad coin. Yeah, right. The North American Securities Administration Association, NASA. It's a little extra A at the end. Nessa. Nessa. But they're not showing us which, they've not showed us which 200 are in, in, under investigation yet, so we don't know. Is it you? It, it might be you. <laughs> if your blockchain know. project is one of the 200, and we'll, <laughs> we'll just edit you out of the show. <laughs> you did not, we were not here.
0: This is interesting. Since the project's launch in May, investigators discovered about 30,000 crypto-related domain names, most of which were registered. Guess when? In January, Mm. when Bitcoin hit 20000 So there's a lot of people that were trying to scam others and jump on the the Bitcoin bandwagon. And, oh, they'll be back again, right? Because I believe, as you do, as many of you do here, that Bitcoin is going to see all-time highs again in the future. And when the media starts picking up and talking about crypto again, we're going to see some of the same craziness.
1: Yeah, right now, it's, you know... News is hate Trump as much as possible. Don't talk about Bitcoin. I'm ready to talk about Bitcoin and ignore that guy.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so let's make let's crypto back to, great again. Let's get back to what's <laughs> important. Uh, speaking of making crypto great again, we, uh, we're heard all over the world on Bad Crypto podcasts, except a, a few nations where um, these podcasts are not 190 available. 190 countries. Yes. One of
1: them. Like there's like one dude in one country who listened to us at once. Yeah. Probably. But it counts.
0: There's one dude in Iraq, right? Yeah, He's a dude like, in Iraq is listening yes. to this. Uh, but <laughs> I was about to go so politically incorrect there, but I'll be I'll behave for the moment. Uh, apparently, the impact of the North Korea summit extends beyond peace talks. North Korea is reportedly ready to host its own cryptocurrency and blockchain conference. They are keen to show off their blockchain skills. That's pretty exciting. I mean, look, there's Leader. He, He's he smiling. He so happy. He's so happy. He's like, yay, blockchain. He's like Bitcoin to the moon, Lambo. So once upon a time, we, we get to travel all over and, and speak and do our show. And I never thought that I would say this, but we may end up going to North Korea at some point. We're going to do Bad Crypto Live Pyongyang version.
1: <laughs> Here we are, <laughs> live from Pyongyang. It's Bad Crypto. Travis and Joel.
0: And then we're going to start laughing, and it's going to be And hilarious. then we'll be
1: imprisoned, and we'll be <laughs> in a worker camp, and we'll be like... He did it. 30 years from now, my dead bones will be coming back to America. Oh my gosh,
0: <laughs> this is horrible. This oh, yeah. is worse than bad. It is bad. Well, let's talk some healthcare blockchain let's news. Do that. There, there's a couple stories here that are at odds with one another. The first one is from healthitanalytics.com. It says 55% of executives say blockchain is poised to disrupt healthcare. Enthusiasm is at a high, and we're starting to see organizations uh, experimenting with uh, real-world pilots. And many of you are here in the room right now that are doing this. Uh, But then there's this other, there's a story from... Health. I, wait, is this the same website? Oh, no, it isn't. There's healthitanalytics.com and there's healthitsecurity.com. They look very similar. Uh, they do. Maybe they're owned by the same people. Wait a second. Is, they are owned by the same. Is people. this fake they news? The same it's fake news. Few. This one says few execs believe healthcare IT security tech will be disruptive. So. Wait, on the same website. On the That's same website. Good.
1: Is the same author. No, Fifty-five percent
0: say blockchain will be disruptive, but now they're talking about the security well. that blockchain will bring, mm-hmm. and they don't believe it. So if you ever wonder what fake news looks like, this is kind of yeah. I don't get it. Well,
1: they did a survey, the the one where they said that you know forty-three percent of more than one thousand uh, respondents that placed blockchain as their most critical organization priorities. And another 29% believe that the distributed ledger methodology is important but not vital. So, I mean, there's a whole lot of people who have said blockchain is at the utmost of importance. Now, I mean, blockchain can, can impact a lot of different areas of, of healthcare, right? So, so clinical health data exchange and interoperability, that's a big area. Uh, claims, adjudication and billing management, drug supply chain integrity and provenance, pharma clinical trials and population health research. Cybersecurity and healthcare, IOT, medical records, micropayments, consent management. There's a whole lot of areas that blockchain can come in handy. Like for me, I was, I was uh, we were having a conversation last night with, um, who were we chatting with? Oh yeah, we were chatting with the Nelson brothers and... Uh, It was like, you know what? I know for me personally, like some of my healthcare records are in Butler, Missouri. Some of them are in Lee Summit, Missouri. Some of them are when I was in the Army. There's no like one place where all my medical records are. Eventually, we'll have a token type of thing, right? Where I'm able to say, boom, you have access to all my medical records now. Boom, right? Because right
0: now, they're all over the place. And who knows? It's portable. Yeah. Can I just say you get a point for using the word adjudication?
1: Thank you. Appreciate that.
0: Whenever Mr. Travis Wright used big words, I'm impressed.
1: It I'm up to seven points.
0: It's easy to impress me. Here's a really specific one. uh, MetLife, their Asia-Singapore innovation center, Lumen Lab, has begun testing the world's first automated insurance solution using blockchain to offer pregnant women financial protection in case of gestational diabetes without ever needing to make a claim. Blockchain, that stuff.
1: Really? It's like Internet of Things? It, it's like a it little is. device that says something's going on. and
0: uh, Yeah, I guess so. So it says here that... It's called that Vitana. It's called Vitana. This is their first dedicated insurance project for gestational diabetes. It affects up to one in five expectant mothers in Singapore. And the way it works is it securely connects the customer's electronic medical records via their mobile device. And it issues a policy within Minutes. It triggers an automatic payout upon diagnosis without the need to make a claim. Mm.
1: Yay, blockchain! That's great. And it says here that it shocks them every time they drink a soda. <laughs> <It's> so weird.
0: <laughs> it does not say that. That's not true. That's, that is that was, like that's horrible. That is, you're you're full on with the horrible today.
1: All right. And the final piece of news. You know um, how are uh, how will blockchain impact healthcare? There's a bunch of different tech leaders that kind of weighed in with some different quotes that we found were. Pretty interesting
0: here. What did they say, Mr. They Travis They said right?
1: various different things. Let me get to them here real uh, quick. Jason
0: Goldwater, who's the senior director at Cedar Bridge Group, says we need to develop a set of metrics and use cases to gauge whether certain blockchain solutions meet a minimum level of functionality to boost the healthcare enterprise. Well, I think that solution we just talked about there from MetLife is certainly a use case if they can demonstrate that, hey, this works like it's supposed to. Women are getting their claim automatically filed and paid like that. Boom. That cuts
1: down on a lot of expenses. Uh, $9.7 billion is the total anticipated uh, global spending on blockchain solutions in 2021 for, for healthcare,
0: right? Dr. John Halemka, he is the CIO with Beth Israel Deaconess Medical Center, says blockchain is at the peak of the hype curve right now. If we're not careful, it will become a meme for over-promising and under-delivering in healthcare IT. I, I think he's being a little negative, negative mm-hmm. Nelly there. I mean, seriously, if you have a problem, just sprinkle some blockchain do- fairy dust on <laughs> blockchain it. Blockchain dust. It solves everything. I don't think we're at the peak of the hype curve, actually. I think the peak of the hype curve was when the prices were up. I think now people are looking at blockchain, like you, everybody who's here at this event, you're looking at practical applications. How mm-hmm. do we make tokenomics work to serve both the the providers and the patients. Yep,
1: and that's what our interviews today are going to be. One final quote here from Tim Mackey, who's a professor at USC. He said, blockchain will unlock data silos of individual uh, patient health information and give consumers ownership of their own digital health identity. That is going to disrupt some things.
0: Which would be good. We like to be super disruptive. Okay, and speaking of being super disruptive, we want to welcome our first guest to the stage here. He is the CTO and the infrastructure architect at GoChain. His name is Mr. Travis Reader. Travis, come on down.
1: Yeah. Welcome, good sir.
0: Uh, so, GoChain, we, we've actually welcomed you to uh, to the show before. Turns out it was back in April. It's yeah. only felt like a month or two, but it was actually four months ago. Yeah, feels like
2: feels like ages, uh, but yeah, thanks for having me on that time. You missed us so much, you
0: couldn't stand it, right? Yeah.
2: So go ahead and kind,
0: kind of summarize
2: GoChain for everybody who's not familiar. We were trying to solve the Ethereum scaling problems because Ethereum can only do about 13 transactions per second, which basically, it's not even fast enough for one application, let alone thousands of applications or dApps running on it. So... Uh, I come from a cloud infrastructure background, and I've scaled things before. Uh, my past company was called Iron.io. I.O. We got a message queue up to a million transactions per second. Uh, so we took <laughs> Ethereum and made it faster. Our goal was to make it 100 times faster at 1,300 transactions per second, and that's exactly what we did. Mm. So uh, made it faster, and in the meantime, we came up with a new consensus algorithm so we could uh, do that. We are also much greener because we don't have, you know, 50,000 nodes running this proof-of-work consensus waste and wasting electricity, uh, and we've forced to be decentralized at least 10x what the current reality is, which is, I mean, the promise of decentralization, the reality is uh, 70 to 80% of all the miners are in China, owned by four different companies, so so there's a lot of centralization actually Definitely. when you think about how fast
0: that is right if every i think everybody's probably sent bitcoin from one you know wallet to another if you haven't you will soon let me ask
1: who here has uh, has done some crypto trades or sent crypto anything at all okay any, there we go so
0: if you've done about that especially with bitcoin you notice hey it could take 10 minutes sometimes if you know the blockchain is super clogged up i've seen 30 to 60 minutes for you know transaction to come through GoChain, If you were to send something right now, how
2: long would it take to land? Yes. Yeah, so we have uh, Ethereum's 15-second 15, 15 block times, and it gets a lot worse if the network's clogged up. Which Crypto it, kitties clog up the Ethereum mm, blockchain. That's yeah, true. it's lately it's almost always clogged up. It's hard to get your transactions through in a short amount of time, and uh, you can pay more to get them through faster than other people. Uh, but we have 1,300 transactions per second, and our blocks are five seconds. Uh, so your trans- your confirmation times are are also a lot quicker. And there's yet to be a gas war or any kind of congestion. So mm.
1: how did you get? How did you grow that like hundred x? You know, so here's Ethereum. There's a, a lot of really smart people who have been working on the Ethereum project, and there are 13 transactions a second. You're able to ramp that up to a 1,300 transactions. What? How is? How are you able to do that? And maybe how does that benefit? Um, you know, some, some different healthcare companies that are maybe thinking about utilizing GoChain for their, their project?
2: Sure. Uh, the answer to how we did it is, is there's no one answer. I mean, it was a thousand little things. You know, one is changing the consensus algorithm from proof of work. Uh, we took the Ethereum code base and optimized the hell out of it. Um, you know, we've optimized the storage. We've optimized the networking. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's, it's a whole bunch of little things that add up. Uh, our goal for next year is to try and ten x that again and get to thirteen thousand. Uh, we'll see if we can do it, but that's our goal. He's going to grant Cardone that we're going to ten x it. Yeah, Boom,
1: ten x or ten x.
2: That would be hundred x. That's good for reference. True, Visa, like for every credit card transaction in the world, their network handles twenty four thousand. So when you're in the twenty four thousand kind of range, you can handle you know every transaction of all. So credit you're talking about
0: people. Visa. Mastercard, yeah, you, when you're swiping, Just visa. Just visa. They, they can handle 24,000 per second.
2: Yeah, and that handles all Visa transactions in the world. And that's, that's kind of what their network can handle. I think uh, they say on certain days of the year, it'll go up and they, have, they can spike up to like 58,000. But their daily kind of network runs at about 24,000.
0: Right, holidays, I'm sure it yeah. goes yeah. like that. Yeah. People are swiping and chipping. I think that's why they did the new chip. Not because the technology is better, but because it slows down your transaction, right? Makes it easier to keep up. Like, we live in this culture where I want everything faster, and it used to be you'd step up and swipe, boom, thank you very much. Uh, Wait, don't insert your card. Not yet. Not yet. Okay. We got to wait for the network congestion to go down. Put it in now. I need to use GoChain. Wait, and you're sitting there, you just want to sign the damn thing. Don't
1: pull it out. Yeah, don't pull it out too soon. That's what she said. Don't say that we're at a professional <laughs> is, event. You
0: started it, <laughs> baited me.
1: Good stuff. So, so what are some other things about the GoChain network that maybe you'd like people to to know about? Because for one, I was blown away by how fast it is, the the scalability, and the fact that you're using not very much electricity and some of the a lot of a lot of really cool infrastructure stuff there. So maybe. Kind of share that with the audience. There's a lot of people, not not just in here, but that are listening to bad crypto who are thinking about, hey, I got this project idea. Like, why should they use GoChain?
2: A lot of projects that are already on Ethereum, are they've kind of screwed up already because games and these apps are too slow, right? And so they've already launched. You can't remove these assets from a blockchain. They're there forever. Even the CryptoKitties company, they're looking for their next game. They're not going to do it on Ethereum. It's too slow. Mm -hmm. Are they talking about who they're going to do it on? Well... We're trying to get them to use out You're, you're we'll see. wooing the, the, the next case. Yeah, any any apps that kind of need higher throughput, uh, cheaper fees were 7,500 times cheaper in terms of uh, the cost of the transactions.
1: 7,500? Yeah, yeah. Wow. at least.
2: That's if Ethereum's not congested. Mm. Usually the gas wars make it go up. Uh, some other things, though, too. Uh, we, we're treating this like a business. You know, Ethereum came around, they launched this network, and then basically the whole team just dispersed, right? There's nobody running that it's not a company. You can't go and get tech support, for example.
1: can't go to the Ethereum headquarters. Yeah. No.
2: Vitalik would not welcome you to his place. Right. Probably not. So we have a customer success team. Uh, if anybody wants to deploy on us and work with us, we're happy to help you and uh, teach how to do it. Uh, all the Ethereum tools work on our blockchain too. So if you're used to Ethereum, you can just deploy to us in the same way. So can
1: you just kind of like pick it up and if you built it on Ethereum, you can just go pick it up and move it to GoChain?
2: You can move the code but unfortunately the assets are there forever. Oh. They'll never... You, can't, so you Can like just you just kind of
1: reference them then?
2: Uh, they'd have to kind of remake the assets on oh. the different chain. Like you can't get rid of the kitties. They're there for, for life.
1: <laughs> Not in my case because I lost mine.
2: He did.
0: Yeah. His kitties are abandoned. They're starving somewhere on the Ethereum blockchain.
2: It's true. Oh, well, I should add, we just got listed on Bittrex yesterday. Congratulations. Pretty awesome. That's nice. Yeah.
1: That's one of the big ones. That's one of the big exchanges there. Yeah.
2: It's a big US exchange. Which is and there's program. voting going on. Uh, yeah, there's a voting for Binance community vote right now. There's five of us, and we're in the lead. If you guys have a Binance account, please go and Vote for us. Price has
1: been going up. Like his net worth has probably doubled or tripled. I'm I'm gonna. I want to cast my vote.
2: I'm gonna click
0: on GoChain. Yes. There we go. There we go. Go GoChain it up. I I get a little sticker that says I voted. That's true. That's good. Uh, Travis, where can people go find out more about GoChain?
2: GoChain.io, and from there you can find links to you know everything else, Telegram and uh, documentation and all that stuff. So excellent.
0: Let's give it up for Mr. Travis Reed or GoChain. Yes. Thank you, brother. Yeah. Thanks, bud. And now you have to go, chain. It. And uh, <laughs> we're gonna welcome our next guest up to the platform right now. If you're gonna blame anybody for us being here, it's probably this gentleman. Mm-hmm. He is the president and co-founder of Briovation. They are a Breovation is short for Innovation Catalyst, and they are seeking to catalyze a revolution in health through innovation. His name is Mr. Marcus Whitney. <clears throat> Blame him, it's all his that's fault. True. Okay, so uh talk a little
3: bit about Breovation. Sure. So uh we are a company that's passionate about uh the importance of fixing the healthcare industry. Uh the industry affects every single one of us, right? We're all gonna be patients at one point in time. Uh whether I'm birth, not patient, I'm impatient. Are we done yet? Nah. <laughs> You'll be dead soon,
0: though. Oh man, this is brutal. I mean, you're really hopefully old. not soon. Well, soon He's really old. Hopefully in, not soon. In, in in light of eternity, right? <laughs> <laughs> We're here for a blip. We just want to be a healthy blip. You're a young man. Hopefully, you live for a long time. Thank you very much. Yeah,
3: you hear that, Mr. Travis right? I'm a young man. You're true. That's mm. true. And, and we need a healthcare system that's going to take care of you, yes, right? We you do. Keep you healthy. And so, what's really cool about the healthcare industry is it's got uh, the most caring people in the world. That work within it, right? I mean, clinicians, practitioners, nurses, uh, the the people who run the the businesses. Uh, But we've got a lot of dysfunction in in the industry, you know, innovation, not just in terms of technology, but also new ways of thinking about uh, delivering care, new ways of business models. All of those things have the potential to really improve the industry, save lives, and save us all a bunch of money. And so we're passionate about that. We do that through an investment fund uh, called Jumpstart. And we also have an event uh, where we gather people, and we're at that event now, hell further. Wow, it's like an inception moment. We, are, we do we an event at, at
0: and you're at that event. Very nice.
1: So tell us about so you know Briovation is doing a lot of really cool stuff innovating within healthcare. So tell us how did you stumble upon, you know, blockchain? When did your blockchain rabbit hole begin and what are some of the things that you're seeing, you know,
3: that are blockchain and healthcare related that really kind of blow you away? I'm a technologist. Um, I bought my first Bitcoin actually it was on my uh, bachelor party and uh, really? yeah, we were riding up to uh, Louisville for the Bourbon Trail, and uh, one of the guys was like really, really in it. Funny enough, he got—he was part of the Mount Mal- Gox thing, so he's not in it anymore. Uh, but he was like, "Oh man, Bitcoin's going awesome!" And we were all like, "What's this Bitcoin thing?" So why we all why would a you need Bitcoin at
0: a bachelor's party? Don't hmm. ask.
3: Don't ask. I, you know what I call that? Never ask someone what they did at a bachelor's party. Uh, that's that's called, breaking all the rules, Joel.
0: It's cryptocurrency.
3: Right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they were accepting crypto. <laughs> they didn't um, have their QR codes out. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so I mean, that's been five years ago, basically. Um, so I've been in it that long. Uh, last year, I really started to get into the space uh, thinking about the technology and uh, it's it's so obvious there are so many aspects of the healthcare industry that are over-centralized and where decentralization could really, really make a difference. And so as investors, obviously, we started to really dig in. Uh, we started an initiative called Tokenizing Health, which is also the name of this event. Uh, at Health Further, and uh, it was really a research project. It was to go out and find every company we could, every project that was out there that was trying to use blockchain to make healthcare better. Uh, and we we actually decided to really look at the ones who were using tokens, and we're trying to do, sort of do public ones like Bitcoin and Ethereum. Um, and we found close to two hundred, and they had basically started in the last year, year Ooh. and a half. And so we realized, wow, that's that's a lot of new initiatives in a very very short period of time Mm -hmm. and so that and many of them are here yeah absolutely a lot of them are here and so that that really spurred us to to sort of make this something that we need to really focus on we need to create an event around we need to start investing we need to get into the space because it's moving faster than i think people people realize so okay so now that
0: you've brought so many people together Uh, And you're discovering, right, even as as, uh, people show up and tell you what they're doing, uh, where is your finger on the
3: pulse of when this is going to really go mainstream? We're years away, for sure. Um, This is the right time, I think, to get into it because it's a project where we're building out infrastructure. We're building out the business models. We all know the regulatory environment is not clear enough, I would say, to have a a clear path to move forward. But that can change with one ruling 100 percent, which is why now is the time to get in right you don't want to wait until all that stuff is worked out to start so i mean the people who are in this room who we've been talking to some of the companies we've invested in hopefully you'll hear from them in the pitch session these are the people who as soon as the environment gets right right they'll be ready they'll have the solutions they'll have worked through all the issues and uh that's who i want to spend my, my time with so it is going to be some years uh by the way that's not just like a blockchain thing if you've done anything in healthcare. This is the slowest sort of adoption rate for any innovation. Uh, sales cycles. Can well, they got to
1: do all those clinical tests. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, I mean whether you're talking – yeah, that's right. That's
3: right. So They the, got to
1: print the papers
3: out. And <laughs> <laughs> the papers. It's, it's sad. It's sad. They are okay, still you printing say the some. papers out. It's sad. We are still printing the papers out. Let's,
0: can we quantify some years? What is some to you?
3: That's very vague, Marcus. Yeah. That's Cause, kind of I I don't want to make my friends in the audience who are launching these companies upset by, by saying what I, what I think. No, no. Let's upset everybody. Come on. What do you what, think? What, 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 what I think really? Yeah. Um, Get ready to be upset. Uh, Get angry. I, storm the, the stage. I think maybe they'll agree. Maybe they won't. I feel like it's five years. Five years till mainstream adoption. F- five years till it's mature enough. You know, till there's oh, enough understanding, angry, until, it's been, until it's been worked out enough to like really, I mean, look. I, think, I thought you
1: were going to say seven years.
3: So I'm not nearly as angry as I thought I was going to be. Oh, yeah. Okay, good. Okay, well, I'm, 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 I'm glad you're not too too mad about that. They're smiling. Uh, yeah. I
0: don't think anybody's, and I don't see anything wrong with that, honestly, because if, you know, you look at the technology adoption curve for any technology and you've got your pioneers that are the, you know, less than 1%. Then you've got your early adopters that are like the 2 to 5%. And then you start getting into your mainstream adoption. We, I believe, you know, if you look at the invisible curve that I'm drawing with my finger, we're still in the early adopter phase, which means For sure. that upswing to most people where most people are comfortable, that happens as we're approaching the top of that curve. And then we come down the other side and we're like, whee! like this over here. And then you get to the stragglers that will net the, the people here are still figuring out how to program their the clock on their VCR. Right? That's right, right. And they're they're never gonna blockchain until they're dragged forcibly to, mm-hmm. to there's do an so. interesting
1: there's an interesting quote that I read just the other day. I think it was I think it was yesterday that Coinbase did a survey of college students and they said that 18% of US college students have crypto. So a younger generation are totally adopting it at a much higher rate, which to me, 18% of college students, that seems high. I don't know. Let me ask you this. So what, what final things would you like to tell you know, our audience about Health Further and Breovation and what's next and what's on the roadmap for you?
3: Yeah, so, I mean, I think more research, uh, more investments we've made, too, so far in the blockchain space. Uh, we want to make a lot more. Um, So that's why we're doing the research, Uh, more community building. Uh, I think there's a lot of situations. I've talked to several entrepreneurs where I feel like, you know, you two should actually really figure out a way to work together, collaborate, put your technologies together. They're not, you know, they're sort of point solutions. They really can make a really powerful platform if you collaborate in more. And then I think, you know, we have to get way more real world examples going, you know, find a willing partner that's going to, experiment with you. And most of what I've seen so far out there looks like that, mm. right? So basically it's,
1: blockchain guinea pigs.
3: Yeah, I mean, the, the majority of the healthcare industry is not into risk, mm. as you might expect, right? But there are- well, it's very litigious there are,
1: space, right? For, like, sure, wrong, for sure, for right?
3: sure. It's, it's Yeah, exactly. So let's say 5% of all the healthcare space they're into innovating. They're into pushing the needle. Mm-hmm. And they have resources dedicated to it. Find those people and get test projects. And you'll you'll learn together. And you'll make some money. But you'll learn together. And eventually you'll get to the point where we have something that's viable for, for the real world.
0: Mm. And it'll help if you all hold hands when you do that. You just, it'll just be a delightful time. Marcus Whitney of uh, ReOvation. Thanks so much, Marcus. Appreciate it, man.
1: Great stuff. All right, let's go ahead and do the
0: uh, the crypto pitch, The right? crypto pitch, the 30-second ladies 30-second and
1: gentlemen. Ah!
0: And we have gotten some victims, I mean, friends from the audience that are all associated with some blockchain or crypto-oriented project in the healthcare field, and they will have 30 seconds, and we will be timing you, mm-hmm. which with which to share your message. You'll, yep. But first, you'll say your name and who you're with and then then we'll we say, start the time. Then we'll start the time. Uh, and when you hear the buzzer, eh. that's the buzzer. Or
1: whichever one I choose. Whatever noise Radar. He, he
0: picks. By the seaside. Then, I don't hear it. You don't like that one? It's, I don't hear it. Just use your voice. Just do the, the, the manual Travis buzzer. Oh, so zen. Okay. <laughs> when you hear some sound come from Travis's phone. I'm going to mix them up because I like to do your that. Your time is up. And then we will move on to the next person. So uh, here we go. And there's it, some it, great.
1: There's some great projects in here. I yeah. can tell by looking at
0: them. And, and look very um, smart to make sure that everybody hears you and that we get the recording. Please hold the mic close and speak into it. And you are
2: Tom Wynn with Amrafi. Are you ready, Tom? Based right here in Nashville. Yes, I am. Boom. Uh, MRFI, we're trying to collect, aggregate, and decentralize the personal health record so that we can deliver trusted health information to the right hands at the right time. Our goal is to empower you to own your own data. We believe in the future of data-driven, patient-centric health care. Uh, for stakeholders, this means a lot more data available at lower costs. For more information, check out MRFI.com.
1: Very nice. You have two seconds to spare. Nice job. Excellent. Give him uh, a hand. Win.
0: <clears throat> We're not tired of winning. So, uh, your name? Raj Sharma, I'm with HealthViz. Okay, and your clock starts now. HealthViz is all about
1: gamification of your health. So, w- one of the unique things about HealthViz is that we give the tools and the utilities for you as a user to gamify your health as well as your peers' health. You can set up campaigns, you can set up health related challenges. You can find sponsors to fund those challenges, or you can fund them yourself. The idea is you eat better food, you exercise daily, you keep your health in good shape, and you earn rewards points. And those are really cryptocurrencies that you can redeem
0: for Amazon gift cards. And TikTok. your time is up. Give them a hand, though. Very well nice. done. That sounds like Bitcoin. Stop! Stop playing games with my health, man. All right, Very come nice. on up. That was great. Step right here between us. That was us a really can, bad can, sound. Uh, Let me stay, change that sound a bit. Front way. That's here, way come step up you here, you
4: here. Uh, we're at a little bit of a disadvantage from the south because we talk kind of slow. You
1: talk a little slow. Now, listen. Okay, we'll give you 35 seconds. All right. so now, now listen. You Nashville <laughs> five-second
0: <laughs> <laughs> buffer. I lived in Texas for near on 12 years in Oklahoma. And your time's up, Joel. For eight, and I reckon I could put this thing on if I want to, sure enough. All right, your name?
4: Oh, John Bass. And you're with? Hashed
0: Health. Hashed Health. Hashed Health. Health. All right, sounds good. And
4: action. So Hashed Health was one of the first to market in the healthcare blockchain space. We've been doing it every day for about two, over two years now. We started off by building community. The second year was really about engaging big companies and their blockchain strategies and initiatives. And then 2018 is about taking all of that and learning about which products should, you know, are the low-hanging fruit in terms of market readiness and uh, technical potential business models. So we've got three products that are going to market. One is professional credentialing. Uh, it's like KYC for physicians under the name ProCredex. The second is a value-based Time contracting engine. And the third is the Bramble decentralized marketplace.
0: Very he's, nice. like, he's like honey badger. He don't <laughs> he care. Is good. I'm good. from the south. I keep talking. Thank oh. <laughs> you so much. Well done. Come on up. That was great. All right. Let's give a hand for our only daring female who has yeah, uh, so come. Come step up here. Step up to the microphone. Your name?
5: Heather Flannery.
0: Hold hold a little closer.
5: Heather Flannery. And you're with? Consensus.
0: Lovely. Yes, love consensus. Them? High five. There you All go. Right. All right. Go for it.
5: Consensus is an extraordinary organization with more than 50 active projects going on in the blockchain space. I'm going to tell you about one of them very quickly focused on opioid abuse remediation and prevention. We are looking to recruit partners and collaborators from academia and government and healthcare delivery organizations to to run crypto economic experiments in two aspects that drive opioid abuse. One of those is in uh, corruption and fraud that happens in the supply chain, and the other is on creating incentives to a, a, advantage recovery for the population with addiction.
1: Very nice.
0: Well done. Like a that's a great cause right there. Congratulations. Thank you that's so much. Right, come on down. You got to follow that up. That's, that's going to be a tough act. What's your name? My name is Lee Brenner. Lee, and you're with? The Global Blockchain
3: Business Council.
0: The Global Blockchain Business Council. That sounds very official. The GBBC. Very global.
3: And it's a council.
1: It is a a council. Wow.
3: All right, let's do it. Ready? Global Blockchain Business Council is the leading global trade association for the blockchain ecosystem, headquartered in... Uh, Switzerland. We're basically around the world representing blockchain companies and thought leaders to help educate regulators and business leaders on the potential use cases and real world use cases happening now on uh, within the ecosystem. So all different industries and we're trying to make sure that we're building partnerships and people know actually what is happening and how it can be uh, utilized in real world cases before they make regulation or make decisions for their companies.
1: Very nice. Boom, right on time. Boom, nicely can, done. He, he had
0: one second left. You could bank that for a future show. Know, in case want you, you want the one second? Go. At
3: GBBCouncil. <laughs> wait, wait,
0: wait, wait. Oh, Sorry. there no, it is. What no. was that? that, that was,
3: was. At GBBCouncil. Boom. GBBCouncil.io?
0: Excellent.
2: .org. 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 Well, boom,
1: because it's an org.
2: Come on down. Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Alex Jurgen, and I'm from DataWallet.
1: I think we may have been oh, on yeah, your show you guys, before. you guys, were on the
0: show a lot, like last year.
1: I, I recognize yeah. the jacket. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: All right, here we go. Hey, it's, 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 it's natural in the <laughs> summer. It's
3: serious, all that to serious, There's 30 seconds on the shot clock, and right. go. So, Data DataWallet is a company that is going to transform the world's data ecosystem using an easy-to-use, application individual internet users can take control of their data and control where it goes and utilize that data number one use case receiving compensation for it but in the healthcare vertical there are all sorts of other ways that people will be able to permission their data to be used for ai applications and other applications to serve them we're very easy to use app we're going to give power back to the user back to the creator of the data power to
1: the
0: people good job Thank you so much. Well done. Excellent. Nicely the done. Yeah. Datawallet.io. Uh, dot com. Dot com. Dot com. Step on up, my friend, and you are getting the mic from Travis. There you go.
1: Hi, I'm Guy Aronofsky,
5: CEO and co-founder of Proof.work.
0: Proof proof work. Proof.
5: Proof.work.
0: Proof.work. Proof. proof. That's the domain name of proof. Proof.work. Okay. Okay. Proof.work. Okay. Secure shareable healthcare data.
5: Excellent. And All right. 30 ready? seconds. Action. At Proof, we are committed to solve the multi-billion dollar problem of healthcare interoperability leveraging decades of expertise in healthcare, AI, security, cryptography, and distributed systems. Our technology enables healthcare incumbents like hospitals, clinics, and doctors to leverage their existing system and to share their patient data. Based in Israel, we are the only cryptocurrency company that is working with the official banks in Israel. We are the only blockchain-related company, which is funded by the Ooh. Israel Innovation Authority. And we are proud to be part of the uh, Jumpstart Foundry. Yes,
0: hey, so, you. Nicely head. done. Nicely done. Shalom, my friend. What's your name?
5: My name is Jason Fisher. I am representing Remedy Chain. I'm the founder. One of the founders.
0: What's the chain? Remedy Chain. Remedy Remedy chain. Remedy, okay. Remedy. 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 Okay, got it. 30 seconds. Action. So Remedy Chain, we
5: are reclaiming medicine. Uh, It's often referred to as America's other drug problem. 20% of uh, prescription drugs have to be destroyed. Uh, That is $100 billion a year of medication that has to be destroyed uh, there are uninsured and underinsured uh, people all over this country that don't have access to those medicines. Uh, one of the top 20, well, actually, the top 20 chemo drugs uh, cost anywhere from 37000 to $12,000 a month. And there are people that are
1: dying for those.
0: Mm. Remedy Excellent. Chain helps that. Thank very you very much, Remedy Chain. Thank you kindly. Come on down. Hello, who we got? Hello, hello. hello. I'm
2: Brennan Hodge. And this I'm is a- true. This is true. So this is, this is not says. fake yes. news. Verified, His name's right, right there. On
0: the Ooh. blockchain. Yeah. W- with who? Citizen Health. Citizen Health. Hold it right. up close. All right. 30 Three seconds. and two an action.
2: All right. Our mission is to provide optimal health care uh, and affordable care for everyone in need. We're doing this with two core developments, Humantive OS. It's a health and wellness operating system that allows your users to connect their wearables of choosing, do healthy things, and get paid with cryptocurrency, which they can use on our second development, which is Metaplex, the decentralized health and wellness marketplace, where healthcare buyers and sellers can come together and transact directly without insurance. Tying these two together, we have hmm. something called Health as a Service. It's a monthly subscription to a better and healthier you, and this is a better alternative to health insurance.
0: Very nice. <laughs> Nicely done. Congratulations. Yeah, Fantastic. Right on, and man. number 10, last but perhaps the best distressed. So that's true. This Thank is you. good. Thank you for noticing. Hey, look Mark's at this. He's, right? got, he's
1: got one of those pocket square things. Yeah, so yeah. fancy, brother. This is, this yeah. is nice.
3: So I did it for you guys. I did. I We Wait, appreciate
0: it.
1: Oh, look okay, at the socks okay. too! Yeah, Very good. they're gonna be like white tube socks. So I was gonna be like, eh, "Your time's already up," but no, nice. nice. Right.
0: <laughs> tell us, tell us who you who you are. I am Mark Adesso. I'm from the law firm. Hold that up. Hold your. My name is Mark Adesso. Oh, nice. Notice so when he did that, he also he lowered his voice <laughs> oh, yeah. a little bit. Here, if I'm gonna hold the mic up here, I want to sound super sexy. <laughs> <laughs> it's working. Yeah, it, it is, is good. It's <laughs> Morale. <laughs> and you're with uh, Waller. It's a law firm headquartered here in Nashville, Tennessee. Okay, and you have 30 seconds don't abuse it. Go. All right. So Waller is the number 1 healthcare law firm in the southeast as ranked by the American Bar Association. We also have a killer blockchain practice. Uh, as way of example, I'll, I'll note my client, the Praetorian Group Inc., which is the first company in the world to file an S one registration statement with the United States Securities and Exchange Commission, the SEC. Uh, we also believe it will be the first one to get registered, so that its tokens will be available for sale to anyone in the world, uh, regardless of accreditation or investor status. Uh, if you want to supercharge your blockchain company
3: like the Praetorian Group, Wallerlaw.com.
0: There you go. Well done, my friend. That is a group of super eloquent people. Let's give them all a hand. And I applaud you, Mr. Travis, right?
1: We have done these all over the world, and I would have to say that that was the best 10 That that was the best 10,
0: no doubt. Uh, Let's weave this all together here because we've had, as a guest, uh, a gentleman who has developed a blockchain that is appropriate for healthcare and other dApps to be built on. We've spoken with uh, an investor who was working with these companies to help bring it all together. And now we have a gentleman right here that is uh, the co-founder of Nebula, Genomics. His name is Kamal Obad. And Kamal, come on up here and let's bring this all together. Give him a hand. <clears throat> this is a case Welcome. of uh, of end-use product in, in, uh, in blockchain and healthcare, right? Yeah. Tell us a little bit so about uh, Nebula Genomics. So uh,
5: Nebula Genomics is building a platform that helps people securely and privately share their health data. So we're trying to turn the business model around that a lot of personal genomics companies like 23andMe or DNA have today, which is they essentially get the consumer to pay for their own sequencing, genotyping, and they turn around and sell that data for a markup. This has led to a few issues. One is there's a lot of fragmentation of genomic data sets today, so it makes it hard for pharma companies, medical researchers, healthcare practitioners to access large-scale and aggregate genomic and health data. Um, two, a lot of the genomic data that exists today is of certain demographics that aren't always that compelling to researchers. Uh, And three, since people are paying for their own uh, genotyping or genome sequencing, we're relying on consumer adoption before whole genome sequencing or genotyping becomes widespread. And what we've seen to this day is, you know, if you do genotyping or whole genome sequencing, like 23andMe, you don't get much more than a bunch of fun facts, um, which hasn't compelled enough people to do it. So, you know, for a little context setting, 15 years ago, whole genome sequencing was $3 billion per genome. Today, it's $1,000 per
4: genome.
5: Mm. Um, And that's almost an unrivaled decrease in price over the Mm. timeframe. And our our co-founder, George Church, was a big part of building out why the technologies that made that cost go down. Um, But despite that, there's been very low adoption of the technology. Um, So we're trying to build a system that incentivizes people to first get sequenced and then share that data with yeah. having certain security and so there's so I have
0: also, a question. You, you mentioned 23andMe, right? Yeah, they just had, the other day.
1: Yeah, okay. because I bought the 23andMe thing and then you, know, you got to spit in the tube and then you mail it off. But like, then I did some research right before I mailed it off and I'm like, wait a second, The wife of one of the Google founders owns 23andMe. I don't know that I want the Google people to know my genetic, you know, sequencing. And so my question is about privacy then. So adding blockchain to, you know, the genomes, how are you able to be anonymous in a scenario like that? Because I don't necessarily want everybody to know my vulnerabilities. uh, Kryptonite. That's a good point. Mountain Dew. There's
5: this, like, weird balance, I think. We... We're saying, you know, we're using blockchain to be secure and, and privatize your data. But again, blockchains are public. Anyone can read from it. Uh, you're not actually sharing your data publicly through using our platform. You're just allowing people to compute on your data so they can run analysis. And everything remains encrypted. Uh, it has so limited. you don't know who it
1: is. You just know what it is.
5: You just know what it is. So you essentially, a researcher can come in, say, I want access to these different phenotypes or traits. I want to run a query and get back a result. Um, and over time, we're adding more and more functionality to this secure computation platform that's specific to genomic data. Specific to genomic data.
0: Excellent. Uh, Now, you actually worked at (laughs) Google for a time, right? Yeah, I did. So, you know, and you don't have to answer this, but are his, you know, those fears that Travis has, are those echoed by others when you think about Google having all this data?
5: I I think, um, so when, when I was at Google, I was actually working on GDPR compliance there. So I was exposed to a lot of the concerns people have about how their personal data is being used. I think it's going to become a a bigger issue in 5, 10 years with health data, specifically genomic data. Uh, The thing we're trying to avoid here is, you know, let's not have a a Google of genomics. So let's not have this one company that has such a big data moat that no one can compete with them, right? The consumer loses in this scenario. So if we can build a decentralized platform that anyone can build on top of, we avoid that scenario. So we're trying to get ahead of the wave because personal genomics is going to become mainstream. At some point, I think in the near future, everyone's going to get genome sequenced. Uh, We've talked to insurance companies. They're starting to look at it already. You look at projects in the UK, Mm -hmm. they've kind of proven that with Genomics England and and UK Biobank, they've proven that, you know, if we sequence everyone in the population, we'll save the healthcare system money on the whole.
0: You'll be able to go to your Starbucks. Yeah, I'll take a mocha latte grande super duper thing. And, uh, you know, my genomics, if you could, you know.
5: Oh, no, right. yeah, seriously. It's, I mean, you don't, you don't know what your data will be used for if you rely on one company to store it.
1: How long right until now. we can start changing our genomics and be all like, you know what? I'd like to be 6'2". And, like in real time? Yeah. Like right like, now? Are they going to be able to like start sequencing <laughs> the data and be like, all right, I've identified this and go in and make
0: changes? I want to be able to grow more facial hair. Like super right? epic beard. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh,
5: not soon enough, unfortunately. <laughs> no,
0: sorry. So I have,
1: a, I have a vision that like once, once that's able to happen, there's going to be a time where... You're going to be able to walk into a bar and it's going to be like the cantina bar at Star Wars. Like it's going to be blue people, people like big horns and like like changing their. their own genomes. Kind of... uh-huh.
0: Remember, Han was ready. Like, yeah. but the other dude Greedo shot, shot first. Yeah, he did. That's True. Yeah. Right on.
1: Anything else that uh, you like, folks, to know about the whole genome world? No, I, I mean, I just
5: want to generally increase awareness about genome sequencing and how you know, the data is. Valuable to consumers, but it's really, really valuable to researchers. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's the website again? Nebula.org. Nebula.org. Yes, so you guys can check it out.
0: Nebula.org, come out. Right on. Thank you so much. Give him a hand. Well done, sir. Pleasure to meet Good you. Nice to meet you. I appreciate it. He just
1: stole both of our DNA as he shook our hands and he's gonna go map us. I oh, know. Oh, what just, would you, <laughs> what, what would you
0: possibly do with my DNA? Well,
1: they would make amazing <laughs> podcasters
0: in the future. <laughs> <laughs> breed podcasters. <laughs> that's crazy. Well, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Uh, this, How boring was that? Yeah. Is that horrible? Terrifically boring. You can go to badco.in forward slash 179 for all the show notes. Be sure to subscribe, follow. We are on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Castbox, and in Travis's brain. Mm-hmm. You can true. just subscribe, just like right, right there on the right.
1: Very good. And as always, as we like to say at the end of each episode, that's There you go. Right on. I think it's, we got it. Actually, no, right that's there. good. That was pretty good. We don't need to say anything else. Yeah. That was right it. on. Okay. Thank you so much, everyone. Thanks. Appreciate, Appreciate it. it. And stay bad. And stay bad.